Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. A real friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. By the way, will you ever need that? Will times ever get tough? Oh, they'll get tough. There isn't a person here in this room, times won't get tough. And we really need a friend. How reassuring to know that our loyal friends will be there. A quick search on the internet will bring up countless examples of true friendship. WikiHow even has an entry complete with step-by-step instructions and visual aids. Having and being a true friend is invaluable, and when the going gets tough, well, it gets crucial. Friends are God's way of taking care of us, and the right ones will help you grow spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Today, Pastor Mark helps us understand what qualities we should possess and look for in others. That'll ensure we're checking all the right boxes when it comes to our closest compadres. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 17, as we continue with our message entitled, The Value of Friends. You'll find out that most people come to church and come to God because of a friend. So we have to be around unsafe friends. So don't leave here and say, well, I got unsafe friends. I can't be around you no more. My pastor said you're no good and I'm not going to be around you anymore. That's not true at all. But you can't take the lead from them in your life. When they say to do whatever and it's against what you know is right, you have to say, no, I cannot do that. And you have to love them. You have to be with them. Notice Jesus was called, interestingly enough, by the religious system, a friend of sinners. That was one of his tags. But he never allowed them to get him off course. If you're a carnal Christian, you better be looking for mature believers. A bunch of carnal Christians hanging around together that don't have any desire for God are going nowhere. In fact, you'll drag each other down. So we have to choose our friends wisely. Choosing good friends, notice, if you choose unwise friends, it's danger. So look at the reverse. In that verse, choosing good friends will improve our character and our lifestyle. So if you want to be successful in the areas of life, then you have to have friends that are going to move you that direction. Now, you can't define that at work. You can't define that at school. You're stuck with the people in your classroom. You're stuck with the people at work or whatever. They're stuck with you. But outside, in the close friends, you can choose friends wisely, whether you're a student or an older person. 
We want friends. I want friends that are growing in their relationship with God. I want friends that display the fruit of the Spirit. I want friends that have a positive outlook on life and are fun to be around. Don't you? I mean, look at the person next to you. Tell me if you think they're a fun person. Go ahead. Now, that's going to give me lots of marriage counseling. I really didn't want that. Let me, let, let, let me change the question. Look at the person behind you. Go ahead. I didn't ask if they look funny. I said, do you think they're fun? What do you think? Sure. Do you know that some people would say, this is impossible, we've laughed too much in church already, this isn't holy. That's sad, that's sad, because serving Christ is awesome, it's a joy. Now there's tough times, but there's lots of joy, and that's our strength. You see, so when you choose a friend, now we all don't have the same personalities, but you want to choose a friend that's positive. You don't want to choose a friend that's negative and critical and something's always wrong. You know what happened? It'll rub off on you. Now, we have to be around those people because we try to love them to God. But you can't make them your close friends. And some of you tonight wonder, why you, I, I'll just say it off, right off front to you. The reason some of you don't have friends is you don't enjoy life. You're always criticizing. Now, praise God we don't have that kind of church. You're awesome. But every church isn't like that. There's a lot of just division and all kind of stuff. It's exciting to see joy. So we have to choose our friends wisely. By the way, you want a friend that's full of grace and mercy. Because you're going to need it. And so are they. Amen? Amen. Turn to Proverbs 17, 17. By the way, answer this question as you're turning. Who is influencing you. Who is influencing you? Let me give you five or six characteristics. Maybe I'm probably only get through four tonight. Characteristics of a true friend. Number one, a true friend will be loyal to you. Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Adversity will prove who your true friends are. No matter what the circumstance, a good, true friend will stand with you. See, adversity will prove who your good friends are. Look at Proverbs 19.4. The Bible is pretty direct <laughs> when it talks. Proverbs 19.4 says this, Wealth brings many friends. But a poor man's friend deserts him. Look at verse 7. A poor man is shunned by all his relatives. How much more do his friends avoid him? Though he pursues them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. You see, wealthy people have lots of friends. But it's not the kind of friends you want. You see, as long as they have wealth... As long as they have the party boats, as long as the refrigerator is stocked, they have friends. When they lose those, the friends also leave. They have an empty refrigerator, and they have an empty home. 
Don't ever be a fair-weather friend. You see, prosperity will bring out friends everywhere, but adversity will prove who are real. Now, some of you discovered a little of that when you moved to Florida. Your first winter in Florida, you had relatives and friends you had never seen before. And they came visit. How many had that experience when you went to Florida? Man, you're like a hotel for the first year. Who are you? Third cousin on the left side or whatever. You didn't even know who they were. But they found out who you were. And they came and enjoyed time together. Turn to Romans chapter 16. Keep your finger in Proverbs. We'll be back in a moment. True friends. Adversity proves who they are. In Romans... We have Paul. By the way, Romans 16, if you want to do homework this week, Romans 16 is a great chapter for homework. You go through there, see how many people Paul names by name, maybe more than you can name. How many personal friends Paul had. He moved everywhere. He was all over Asia. But he had friends everywhere. Look at Romans 16, verse 3. Paul says this, Greet Priscilla... And Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, verse 4, they risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Paul reminds us that friends have real names. Paul reminds us that friends should bring membrances to us. You ought to think back on friends and circumstances. That's the the wonderful thing about memory. He mentions here Priscilla and Aquila, who when times got tough, they didn't leave Paul. They stayed with him. In fact, they risked their own lives. We think it was when there was a riot at Ephesus. They stood with Paul in his hour of need. They proved their friendship. That's the kind of friend I want to be. When times get tough, I want my friends to know they can count on me. I want them to know that it doesn't matter, no matter what, I'll be there. Are you that kind of friend? Now, you can't be that friend to a hundred people. It's impossible. But you can be that friend to a few. Could you name, could you write down three close friends that fit that category? That if you called them at two in the morning, you know that doesn't matter what, they'd be there. And they wouldn't be there griping and complaining and saying, why'd you call me? They'd be there saying, what can I do? Let me ask the reverse. If you got the call, would you go? What attitude would you go with? You see, to be friendly, we have to be that kind of friend. We just can't ask for those people to take care of us, and then when they need something, well, that inconveniences me. We have to reciprocate. So, Paul thinks about Aquila and Priscilla. Paul says, they laid their life down for me. We'll see that more later on. A real friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. 
By the way, will you ever need that? Will times ever get tough? Oh, they'll get tough. There isn't a person here in this room. Times won't get tough. And we really need a friend. How reassuring to know that our loyal friends will be there. Friends work together, they play together, they laugh together, and they even cry together. Repeat after me, together is better. Together is better. Turn back to Proverbs chapter 27. A true friend will lovingly confront you. Uh-oh. Proverbs 27 verse 5 and verse 6. Better is open rebuke. Say the word rebuke with me. Doesn't even sound good, does it? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Look at verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. By the way, we'll talk about that enemy. Jesus had one. A trusted friend whose kiss turned out to be from an enemy. His name was Judas. A true friend will lovingly confront. Have you ever been eating a poppy seed bagel on the way to work? Cream cheese is over it, it's baked, it's nice, it's crispy. You work all day long, it's 10 hours. You get home, you're beat. Why are you laughing? You know. You go in the room, in the bathroom, and you go, meh. And the big old black one's right between them teeth. All day long, nobody what? Said a word. You said, what is wrong with you? Next day at work, why did you tell me I look like an idiot all day to my boss and everybody? I that big bill right there in the middle of my tooth. We want them to confront us. But then, when it comes to things that really matter, I don't want anybody to confront me. And I purposely, I, I don't like to confront others. Now, some of you think, well, I've got the gift of confronting. <laughs> 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 Judge not that you, lest you be. Careful, careful. So, a loving friend, a true friend. Now, by the way, most of us here will only accept that from people we trust. See, if one of the pastors, one of the guys in the office, share something with me, I'll take it from them. If a person, the very first time they ever walked in this church comes up and shares something really serious, I won't say anything to them, but I, I don't take much to it. doesn't mean I can't think about it. But I'll take it from somebody that really knows my heart. In the same. See, you have to have those kind of friendships. Yeah, that's safety. By the way, my best critic is my wife. She keeps me straight. It's wonderful. And needed. For many of you tonight, your best critic will be your spouse. But we need more than that. Because there's other areas of our life that other people see. And if they're close enough to us. It, notice it doesn't say the love tap from a friend. It says the wounds... So when they give you that little confrontation, how is it going to be received? Ouch! It hurts. It hurts all of us. So that's why you have to think for a moment, instead of reacting, how dare you say that to me? Whoa. Wrong. Okay. 
Let me think about it. Go home, pray about it. Guess what? Normally they're right. And I have to adjust my life. That's all it means. We need to be confronted. We need to be shared with. The Bible says a true friend will tell us the truth even if it hurts. I want people that love me enough to keep me straight. You should too. And when they come, remember, don't overreact. Take it and change. Look at Proverbs 17, 9. This brings our third one out tonight. A true friend will forgive and forget. Proverbs 17, 9. He who covers an offense promotes love. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Just write another one down. I'll read it to you tonight. Proverbs 16, 28. It says this. A gossip separates close friends. I'm going to tell you something and you know it's true. Over time... All of us will discover one sad truth. There are no perfect friends. You are one, and you don't have any. Every friend will eventually disappoint you. And you will eventually disappoint them. Now, sometimes the disappointment goes beyond that. It goes to outright hurt. It's because we're people. And if any of you live for any period of time, there isn't a person here in this room tonight that hasn't been hurt by a close friend. And even though you don't know it, I'm sure in most cases, you've hurt close friends. I have too. Now, how are we going to react when that takes place? Will that hurt or misunderstanding or disappoint? Will it end the friendship right there? Will we pretend everything is perfectly fine, but we used to be able to walk over a bridge together, now walls go up everywhere. And it's an icy relationship that never gets back to where it was. Or will we try to even get even? I'll show them for hurting me. And we begin to gossip or share that sin or that disappointment or that hurt with others. Now look at verse 9. To cover an offense doesn't mean we ignore sin. It doesn't mean like this. Oh, they sin, I just leave it alone. No, we talked about it. You have to lovingly confront. Now it does mean this. Some things, you don't have to tell everybody everything that's wrong with them. If we did, we'd never be around positive people. There's so many things wrong with us. But we're talking about really serious things. So, when there is an offense, or there is a sin... Or there is something that needs to be dealt with. If we take the first step as a true friend and go and confront our friend and share the truth in love. When our friend then asks forgiveness, we are to do two things. Forgive and forget. Love that forgives keeps quiet. Great truth. In other words, once the offense has been resolved, the forgiveness has been asked for, and it's been received, in Mark Balmer's words, shut up! Leave it alone! I heard someone say this, every friendship should have a cemetery where you put the stuff that you all hurt each other with and you just bury it. 
don't go a digging. Leave it. Corey Talboon tells a great story. She tells how some Christian friends wronged her, really in a public way, and really was pretty malicious. She says for many days she was bitter and angry until she decided to forgive them. But then every night she would wake up thinking again about what they did to her, and her anger would start up all over again. Anybody relate to that at all? Oh, no, no, no. Everybody fine here. I sleep just like a baby, Pastor Mark. You know, we've all done that. After weeks of frustration and sleeplessness, she went to a pastor. And he said this. Actually took her up. He said, Corey, come up with me. We're going to go up to the church tower. The bell in the church tower is pulled by pulling a rope. When a man pulls a rope, the bell rings, ding dong, ding dong. But if he doesn't keep pulling the rope, the sound slowly fades away. He said, Corey, forgiveness is like that. When we forgive someone, we take our hand off the rope. And the force of the anger is gone. Love that forgives keeps quiet. Is there a friend in your life that you have refused to forgive? You say, well, Pastor Mark, if you knew, it's not what I asked. And I know in this congregation, as in all, there are many hurts in marriages, former marriages, divorce, all kind of junk, let alone simple friendships. I want to just say to you tonight, let go of the rope. You're not going to solve anything with your anger and bitterness. Just let go of it. When you let go of it, the bell will stop ringing. Forgive and let the friendship be restored if it can be. Now, in some friendships, they won't ever be restored. Just the way life is. And you just have to let it go. But don't let the anger remain. You can't force someone to be your friend. It's just not going to happen. But you can take care of it on your side. And then let, we don't live in a perfect world. So let it go. Other people will try to ring the bell for you. Satan will put the rope in your hand. Let it go. I'm going to pray right now. Let's pray. Father, some are hurting big time. They've been hurt by a close friend or a spouse or relative. And the enemy is continues to torment them with this situation or lifestyle. Tonight I pray that they would just let the rope go. Today, Pastor Mark did a great job helping us understand the ins and outs of true friendship. Friends work together, play together, and even cry together. So if we're going to get by with a little help from them, here's some important things from our message you'll want to recall. Are they loyal? Do they lovingly confront you if you're in the wrong? Are they quick to forgive? Finally, do they encourage and build up? Remember, together is better. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will skillfully map out the Christian's ideal route on their quest for friendship. No one wants to set out on an adventure alone, especially with those who may drag you down, leave you stranded, or make you lose your way. He'll pair scripture with his experience and wisdom to help ensure you're on the right road with the right people doing life right. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life Right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear Your